Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately. Extreme Ag, we've already made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Managing your farm's water resources is a critical component to a successful and sustainable farming operation. Advanced Drainage Systems helps farmers just like you increase their yields up to 30% with their technologically advanced water management products. Visit ADSPipe.com to see how they can keep your business flowing. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey, welcome back to Max Cutting the Curve. This is part two of our drainage, all things drainage episode. We've got Darla Huff with ADS. She's one of our sponsors. In fact, the signature sponsor of these uh, episodes of Cutting the Curve. We've got Michael Meyerhofer. He is the market development specialist. I always have to look at that, you know, to see what his title is. He's also with ADS Advanced Drainage Systems. Got three of our five founding members of Extreme Ag with us today. Uh, Chad Henderson from Madison, Alabama, Henderson Farms. We've got Kevin Matthews, Matthews Family Farms in North Carolina. I always forget the name of it. It's somewhere between this town and this town, and it's not too far from Winston-Salem. That's kind of how I go with it. And then, of course, my buddy Lee, Lee Lubers up in Gregory, South Dakota. And part one, we ended with Lee Lubers talking about some of the massive benefits that he was seeing. He was talking about wildlife and environmental benefits, because if you're new to this, do listen to part one. It'll make a lot more sense. We're talking about the benefits of drainage on your farm why you should consider drainage if you have never done it. Why, even if you have drainage, you maybe need to upgrade it because there's a lot of benefits. And also we're going to get into the money. We're going to talk about money results, lessons learned, problems overcome, and then obviously benefits, which is not just financial. It's also natural resource benefits. Farm ground went up 18 to 25%, depending on where you were last year. Farm ground is up hugely in value. What could you do to make it more valuable? Or what if you can't buy more farm ground because right now it's kind of a tight marketplace? What if you just make your farm ground more valuable by putting in drainage? So that's another thing we're going to consider. And that's why Lee benefits. You are a no-till guy. In one of our past episodes, you talked about you look at earthworms as your uh, tillage and as your transfer. Per transporters of nutrients from the subsoil horizon up to the topsoil and vice versa. You said that drainage helps because you know what? Northworms, they don't live in swamps, do they? No. Uh, as much as we try to work on soil health and biology, these places that were always plaguing us for late planting. And the thing is, they're great pieces of ground, but we were losing yield because we were not managing our water. And we were also hurting our soil biology. We were wasting money on expenses. And we'd have great earthworm counts. And then I'd come into the problem spots and I start digging in the ground and they cut back 50, 75%. It's like, hey, this is not good long-term. This is not what we're working for. And the soil is, it's a living ecosystem and it's nature's filter. And tile just, falls right into place with that because the soil can only hold so much water. Otherwise you're going to have erosion and surface ponding. We don't want either one of those in our environment or any other place. And this is going to be huge. This is probably the ultimate low hanging fruit, high ROI project that we've ever done on our farm. And 
what's so cool about it is when I talk to the bank about spending money, you know, there's always questions, hey, why are you spending this money? Uh, we can actually post it on our balance sheet, the mm -hmm. cost of the project, we get to add to the value of our property. We'll get a gain on income right away, right out of the gate, make our lives easier. And we're a legacy based business. This is an investment my kids and grandkids get to reap the benefit from. There's nothing else that we've done in our farm that's this cool of a return on a project, you know, on the input side. I mean, tile is an input, it's an input cost, but we have nothing else that can give us a long-term window of return and soil health and all that, like we can by installing tile. So you just I think talked you just about defined why drainage pays, Lee. That's why they say drainage pays over and the over. Drainage pays real quickly. So you just talked about the soil part of it because now you're you got porosity, uh, you, you know, where there wasn't, and you get your soil your, your soil health and all that. And then you're talking about the money, Lee, Kevin. You're the old hat here. You've been doing this for 15 years. You've got uh, you've got drainage now on 1,200 of your 6,000 acres. Either it's your own or you uh, have a working relationship with the landlord. Is it more valuable? Are those 1,200 acres more valuable than the other 4,800? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, um, it, just, it just changes everything. And uh, that's floodland too, river bottom. So when the river floods, the water goes down, and then I'm able to get right back on the ground immediately. Um, usually the tiled ground that's pattern tiled, I can get on it generally about five to seven days sooner. Mm -hmm. So you get, earlier, you, want, you get earlier planting dates or access to the field uh, because otherwise, if it, was, if it wasn't seven days sooner, then you get the next storm, the next storm, then it becomes you never use the land period if you don't have the tile. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, we're stubborn. We, I wouldn't say we would never use it, but we'd, we'd plant it come, come one way or another, but the results might not, might not make no money, but you know, it'd be coffee shop talk anyway. Benefit on those acres, um, and you've been doing it for a long enough time. Is the stuff that you put in 15 years ago still make it more valuable? I mean, uh, let's face it, everything depreciates over time. You amortize it on your books and you depreciate it as an asset. That stuff you put in 15 years ago is probably all shot, right? Actually, it's not. Um, it's still draining. It's working properly. Um, you know, the and then the tile we buy today is even much better than what we bought 15 years ago. It's been improved. They've got a new fine slit. Um technology they're using we've installed um uh, i guess probably 70 50 to seventy thousand feet of it probably since i found out about it um it doesn't require the sock we never most of our land we didn't need a sock on you're, so gonna, that, you're gonna have to tell the listener what that means so the sock is more of a and darla's a specialist on this and michael but in my the way i described it, it's just a filter a cloth filter it goes around the pipe to help prevent any uh fines and particles from getting in and stopping those pipes up okay good michael My, michael how common is this sock thing because that's something that's kind of new to me frankly yep so the, the sock tile that he's talking about uh, used in sandier soil uh and then I don't know exactly when we came out with our sand perforation style, but that essentially eliminated the need for sock. So we just changed up our perforation, made it a smaller slot, so it won't let those particles into the into the tile. 
back to you, Kevin. What else then on your 15 years ago stuff? Uh, it's still, it's made your land worth more money. You're glad you did it. Are you going to be adding tile drainage every year from here forward? Oh, uh, we, you know, I'm going to have to buy some more land. Um, and I'm, you know, if we, we even do it on rented ground, that, that's one thing, Damien, uh, you know, a lot of people, they say, well, I don't want to invest it on rented ground, but to pay back on this tile, you know, usually for us where we install it ourselves, um, you know, we will get paid back within two to three years, usually pretty quick. And, you know, if you pay a turnkey person to come in, you know, three to four years, you're going to be paid back on that job or that expense. And just the fact that you're not getting stuck, you're not having to pull equipment out, you're not, there's just so many hidden functions in this that makes it a positive choice. But, you know, people are skeptical. But if you got a, a three-year contract on the land yeah. or a four-year contract on the land, quit fighting it. Go on, get the problems fixed, and it'll just get better. I mean, yeah. it will get better. And the is land is your experience, Kevin, that usually if I were your landlord and you said, I'll do the work and I've got the experts with ADS, uh, I just need you to participate a little bit financially. Do they participate? Because I would. I hadn't even asked them to. Uh, if they'll if they'll sign a, if I can get a long-term commitment, um, and I've got some, it's just gentleman's handshake. You know, we really good folks and uh, farm, they, they believed in me as a young man starting farming and so uh, they give me a chance. I, I felt like I owed it to them to, to look after their land. I want to leave the land better than I found it. That's the way I want to leave it. Chad, give me some lessons uh, first year. Okay, wait, Darla's got something that I want to hear about your lessons in your first big 90-acre install. Well, and Chad will be able to comment, I think, on the landlord um, deal because his is a little bit different but I, you asked for the value of the land so there's been an analysis done by some engineers um ag engineers in minnesota just on the area up in that area um and they're estimating between 15 and 25 percent land value increase so if you're looking for hard numbers obviously it'll depend on what state you're in but that is the most recent project after project that we've evaluated that they've been able to get for ag land that has been tiled so you're, say, you're saying uh, it'll bump 15 to 25% on land value, obviously, depending on where you are. Uh, mm -hmm. So the acres that Kevin just put in, I'm sorry, Lee just put in out there, he put 1,100 acres in. Gregory, South Dakota, pretty much nobody wants to be there. So he went from $200 <laughs> an acre. He went from $200 up to $240 an acre uh, value. What do you think, Lee? It, it was a no-brainer. I mean, the return on investment is great because, like I said, uh, every time you go to your lender and we have a great relationship with our lender, it's like, what are you spending all this money for? When I told them about this and showed them the diagrams, they're like, we're going to build this into your land. You're, you're gaining net worth on this. Yeah. It's like, and then we have it, we can depreciate it with our, with our accounting firm. It's like, we're essentially getting paid both ways, three ways. We're getting yield increase too. We got paid three ways. How many things do we get to do that on otherwise in our farm? Zero. No, that's right. fantastic. Up, appreciation of the real estate, which by the way, dear listener, it's not really $200 an acre in Gregory, South Dakota, because now there's going to be a land rush, Lee, if they really think that. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you get the appreciation of the asset. 
you get the ability to depreciate the cost of tile drainage installation through your books, uh, an especially important thing when it looks like 2022 is going to be a good year after all, uh, based on these commodity prices. So you can you can justify that. And, and as you said, third thing, you get the benefit of every year you should be making more crops off of the acre. So it does pay you three ways. So much so that in my neighborhood, the old farmers, when a guy has a fat year uh, and then starts putting in drainage tile, they say he's burying his money. So speaking of burying money, you buried some money on 90 acres, Chad, first experience last year. Give me some problems overcome, some lessons learned, some things that you're going to do differently, things that you didn't expect. Just kind of tell me about lessons and problems and, and the experience in first year. Um, I had a lot of things. I'm, I'm one of the guys that, that, you know, when somebody shows up a lot, like Lee was talking about, you know, you're, you want to be beside them on the farm the whole time, just learning what's going on and how the water moves and how this machinery works, because, you know, we're intrigued by it as farmers, you know, um, we're, we're in, in touch with the land, you know, and, and we want to make it better for, for us, for, like they said before, you know, better than what we, we got it, you know, you just want to do better for yourself and your family and, and the whole deal. But, the first thing that I learned that if you put in lift stations, have the lift stations electrically hooked up, <laughs> have the lift stations operational before you start the tiling process, it will help in your problem. Uh, you know, Lee was talking about within 24 hours, you know, he had water running out. They laid the main on us, Lee, and the main, I don't know how it works, what, how, when, why, it was dumping water immediately. And then we went into, as soon as we started in, we had three, three inch pumps running because we just, I just didn't know. I didn't know the process we needed to undertake to get this done. And, and it, so it, it did, it changed the way we thought about it, you know? So yeah, I learned that part, have the lift station operational and then start laying the tile. Then you can turn the pump on and start laying the tile. Everybody's it's, 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 it's rolling good. So you were running water into your uh, catch basin before you had a means of getting rid of the water that was had, running into had your three, catch basin. Had three three-inch pumps running <laughs> trying to keep the water out where the guys could keep tiling. I think I might have been there for that. And then you went down and crawled around. And then I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is all new to him. He's going to get sucked into this. I'm going to have to jump in, save Chad, just to uh, keep this extreme ag thing going. He's going to be down there. Okay, so that was one lesson. Uh it's too early to talk about in uh, it's too early to talk about soil benefits probably because the stuff just got put in last year. Uh, other observations, you said you got a lot of them. So uh, when I was there, you were working through the headaches. It got done. Is there anything you'd do differently on project number two? Well, I mean, we 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 was kind of you know the way we are here in the south without anybody having anything established as a contractor that we could really find. Um, we we had to do it in a not optimum time of year. It was optimum for them because we're here in the South. They're not going to move from where they can lay tile in September, October, November to where, so we planted it and we put the tile in behind our wheat crop in the first of June. Um, obviously then most time it's really dry then. And, and it was able to get these spots in, which some of you may have to do if you're going to tile a really wet spot like I was doing. So we put it in then and, and it worked well but then there's one problem. I didn't want to leave 90 acres of ground out. That was irrigated on both these farms. That was irrigated and not put a crop in it. You take 50 bushel soybeans that I could potentially make and then turn around and, and lose that income. It was a double whammy. So we worked this tile down <laughs> right back down behind the machines. And I know 
well, I don't know anything, but I know for a fact that that was probably not the proper way to do it. But we done it. And, and we had a crop planted on it that, you know, what within Darla, was it 15, was it 10 days, Michael Darla? Probably 10 days after the ins- installation, we was had beans on it. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. and, and both of them was about to go nuts because I was working this pipe <laughs> down, you know. Yeah, I think, but, I think most most people would say let it rest during the fall or winter and then and settle in. And at least that's how we do it in my part of the world. Um, any other results? The water's flowing. Um, you you, you, ha- you overcame a couple of little problems and lessons. The money part of it, Chad, uh, you did this on ground that isn't owned by Chad Henderson. Um, does that concern you? Uh, it did not. I, I, along with, it was the landlord of mine. We have multiple landlords. Um but I was like Kevin, it was a landlord that's been all in with me from the go. Just just real good people, real good family. And and they put up a lot for me, you know, because I'm out there on a limb all the time, like a squirrel, you know, just threatening to jump all the time. So they put up with lots. So when I went to him and said, we're going to, I want to do some tiling. And he said, excuse me? Because me and him had just went through a deal where we put up a lot of irrigation systems five years back. Yeah. He had two irrigation systems on the farm when I rented it, and I took it to four systems took it to six systems, so added four systems to it. We lay irrigation pipe. We understand how that works. We do that. And and But when I told him I want to do this, he didn't understand. When I laid him the plat out that um, ADS and McCain Brothers give to me, when I laid that plat out and he seen it and had a visual idea of what we was trying to fix in the areas, he was 100% on board. So with what me and him come up with that is we shared in it the same way we, we do a lot of share rent down here. So on this farm is a share rent. We shared in it the same way that we share in the crop coming off and it seemed to work well. You know, his inputs was a percentage that he gets back and my inputs was a percentage that I get back, you know. Back to money. Uh, I want to go to Michael Meyerhofer. You've been around this since you were a kid out there with your, you said it was your father, your uncle that had a, a, a farmed and also did farm tile installation. You've been around it for a long time. Talk about the money part of it. Uh, you know, you ask me, I'm a farm owner. I've done a little bit. I haven't done as much drainage as I should. Why should I? Yep. So uh, the historical side to answer your question on the ROI side, uh, historically, uh, six, seven year payback. Now with current commodity prices, we're seeing two, three year paybacks. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm gonna reverse that question to anybody and say, why not? Um, Because everybody that I've ever talked to says, man, I should have done this earlier. Mm -hmm. And yield, you know, the biggest uh, salesman for us was yield maps. You know, once we started seeing yield maps, that's when you really see, hey, this is where I'm actually losing money. Um, So that's where I just always say, well, why not? You know, you, you give me more reasons why you shouldn't do it. And I'll give you more, you know, I'll, I'll fire right back on why you should. While we're talking about the money, because this is an important part that we said we're going to get to in, in the part two here, Darla and Michael in particular, and then we'll get to from the guys. Um, and I know you got some visuals there, Darla. To the person that's brand new to this, we're not, it's not the same type of plastic perforated pipe. It's a four inch, it's a six inch, it's an eight inch. It could be a 10 inch or a 12 inch, whatever. So the cost varies by pipe, which of course you're putting in based on capacity and the amount of water you need to move, but on average, and I know that's hard, what's the average cost to put drainage tile in on a pattern grid system? Um, if I got 80, just you know, use 80 acres as an example, whatever, it should be big enough that the contractor wants it, meaning it's not a three acre corner. You know, what's, what's a, what am I talking about spending in the year 2022? 
Yep. So you're, you're still roughly in that thousand to $1,300 range. I mean, there are a lot of variables that go into that. I know. I know. It's hard. It's hard. You know, it's kind of like, how, how much does a car cost? Well, you know, we buy one of Chad's race cars. We buying, a, <laughs> you know, we buy, are we buying a 17 year old Camry. I understand that. So if I said $1,300 an acre and $2022, that's pretty well going to pay for the cost of the product and the installer. I just write the check and I say, go out and do it. And then that also the layout, you know, Kevin talked about, we got lasers, we, we got engineering, we got NRCS as Lee's point. Is that everything? Uh, yeah. So that would be, that would be everything encompassed in uh, hiring somebody to do the drainage for yourself. Um, and that's getting you a pattern system that's going to potentially get you 20 to 30% yield benefit. So 1300 bucks, you think is a real number. Kevin, sometimes I know farm people like you, you know, they get kind of old, lose their hair, get a little bit, get a little bit more cynical, get a little more cynical. Is that a real number? Thirteen hundred bucks an acre is that going to get you done? Yeah, yeah, it's in the ballpark. Um, there's a lot of variables in there, as Michael said. You know, let's say you got a fifty-acre field and there's five acres out there in it. That's your problem area. So, you know, you're you're going to come in and tile that in a pattern tile type grid. <clears throat> So it's going to be less expensive. So you really improve that overall average on that 50 acres. And you made, let's say by fixing that five acres in that 50 acres, now instead of having to put extra headlands on and work around that wet hole, you're just going back and forth straight through. So you become a lot more efficient there. There's, there's a lot of variables in that. And, um, you know, traditionally, you, the biggest thing you made to comment on the three acres, that, that's a very good point. You know, we can't move this equipment and go do a job that's honestly would be a probably 500 or a thousand dollars worth of work but you know it costs you three to five hundred dollars to move in so that, that per acre is going to cost more yeah the bigger the job the cheaper the per acre cost would be pretty much on anything kind of like buying a grain bin the the bigger the bin the cheaper it is per bushel yeah darla you would probably caution people and i know that uh you know Chad was going to just do eight acres and then great salesmanship. You sold them on 90. Uh, <laughs> why would you counsel people to not just do the three acre, five acre problem when you say, you know, maybe you should do the whole field. What, what's, what's the, what's the thought on that? It adds value, but there might be the time. Are we selling stuff that's necessary? Or are we just trying to sell plastic pipe? And I know that that's going to be a question from a cynical person. I'm just going to throw it to you. Well, how would you answer that? Michael and Darl? So, a couple of things to, I want to clarify something just in case for, that Kevin and Michael are both referring to. And if depending on your spacing is going to depend on how much it costs you per acre. And if you have a wet hole, um, you may do tighter spacings there than on other acres, you may do wider spacing. So that's where you get a lot of that variability that they're referring to. Um, but from, from Chad's perspective, a lot of something that these guys have, have taught me since I joined, it's, it, the water just moves. So your worst ground becomes your best ground. And then right next to it, all of a sudden you're, you see a problem there. And so then you want to tile that. And then it just, the, 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 it continues. You know, I, I joke with these guys that putting tile in is like getting a tattoo. You can't do it just once. And so because of the fact that you continue to see the bit, the benefits of it, um, I honestly, and I, I actually made chat to this. I didn't say a word from a salesmanship perspective to him. He asked very good questions. We answered them and he came to that, that realization on his own. 
So what we say to do, even if you're going to start in a small area, tile or get a design for the entire, you know, in yeah. the entire area of that, of that farm. And that way, you know, to size your mains in case you do want to continue, in case you do want to connect into them. So you're not having too small of a main. And so you, you know, you're doing your laterals in one part of the field, but you've got your mains ready and you're not having to come in and redo them. Yeah. Um, if they're not sized correctly. So yeah, you, you, you don't have to eat the whole elephant all at once. You can say, right. we're going to do this whole 160 acres, but let's, you know, from cash flow standpoint, we're going to start by doing the 40 worst part of it. And we're going to put in big enough capacity that we can build. It's kind of like building the starter home with the idea you're going to build the master suite on or whatever. Chad, I want to get back to you. Speaking of getting tattoos, based on all of my friends that I was with when they got tattoos, were you drunk when you installed this tile? <laughs> Because everybody I know that has a tattoo was drunk when they got it. So were you drunk when you installed this tile? No. Well, you don't say when my limbs missing. I, you know, I was going to get a tattoo one time. We're going there. I was going to get a tattoo one time. My dad told me, he said, when you get back to shop with it, he said, make sure you take a picture of it. He said, I'm going to take a grinder and I'm going to cut it off. So <laughs> I asked you about the tile and deal. You know, if it's not working, I'm cutting no limb off here. But the, the biggest thing, another thing, you know, on the tile, and she, she, Darla's right, you know, I, I kind of understood. And if you've seen our project, you know, Michael was talking about, hey, it's around $1,300 an acre for pattern tile. And then Kevin elaborated on how, yeah, we're going to hit this wet spot and then we're going to run around this edge. If anybody would dare to see my project and how it was done, it was really amazing to me when I seen that. I, I was coming into this thing like, oh, we're just going to lay these mains across here with a, with a backhoe or a track hoe or, or something, you know. But when they come in here with these rigs and it was run with a GPS, the way, you know, Kevin's tile plows run or these other guys that have these self-propelled tile plows, to see that design is huge. Make sure if anybody's if you're doing any tiling at all, get the design because you can stop at any point and add back to it. Or you may start on 60 or 80 foot centers, and then you may come back to 40s or you may come back to 20s. If you don't have that design, you're guessing where the path is. So the first thing I would say is invest the money in a design, even if you had to cut some pipe off, because then you have the footprint to keep moving forward. Um, with, with that being said, you know, we have some areas that's on 15 foot centers, which is pretty elaborate, you know, from what I hear. That's pretty and then tight. we've got yeah, it yeah. as high as 30. Yeah, in my part of the world, I think that a tight system would be like every 40, 40 foot, but I'll let Michael speak to that. Speaking of 40 foot, 15 foot and all that, what we're talking about is distance between runs of perforated plastic pipe, right? Mm -hmm. And then, Michael, the design, to Chad's point, um, you know, I've got tile. We did mine with NRCS because I put in wascobs for erosion control. And then on the backside of the wascob, we ran tiles. So that's where the tiles are on my property right now. Um and also fixed a couple other things while we we're there. We didn't do, we did design, NRCS did it. Uh, Lee talked about NRCS. Who does these designs? Is it NRCS? Is it Michael Meyerhofer? Is it, is it just me walking around there with a, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a pair of boots on saying, that ah, it feels like it's wet here. Tell me about design. Yeah, so um, we do work with third parties. There's third party companies out there that does design work. I mean, that's their sole purpose. A lot of these contractors that you hire have to, uh, design capabilities themselves. Uh, same thing with uh, farmers that do it themselves. They might have the design capabilities as well. But when you start hiring that out and some of these programs, they're looking at essentially what is that soil type and how fast does water move through that soil type. That's going to dictate what your spacings are. Yes. Um, so that's what's going to say, you know, it's got to be 30 foot or 60 foot. And then after that, 
uh, it kind of comes down to, you know, Chad might say, I'm, I'm going to dabble with 40 feet. And then uh, in three years, he's going to look at his yield maps and say, man, I should have really been at 30 feet. So then it just kind of comes down to, you know, you're, you know what your ground is. Um, so that's when you can kind of tweak that. From a money standpoint, does that $1,300 estimate that you gave, would that include the design and the layout uh, and, and some pictures? Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. And then to Chad's point, everything, everything's done now with GPS. So when it's all said and done, you're going to have G- GPS coordinates of where that tile is laid. Uh, and you'll be able to go back and split lines, you know, to, to the foot if, if needed. So, all right. So we've, is there any problem, Michael, since you're the guy that's been around this a lot and you see a lot of this, is there a problem or a mistake that you see commonly made that we should share? Cause the person that's listening to this says, you know what, I've been thinking I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm talked into it. You know, it's an investment to everybody's points here. It's an investment in my land and, and my pays me three ways as Lee talked about. Is there any lesson or mistake? You know, Chad gave us an excellent one. We didn't hear some mistakes from Kevin. He's clearly never made any. Uh, so, <laughs> so what's a mistake that you see in, in people that are putting this in? The biggest one I see is undersizing your mains. Um, so if you're wanting to essentially save a little bit of money, cut some laterals off and, over, you know, put your main, if it needs to be 10 inch, put 10 inch in. Uh, don't put eight inch in or six inch in and say, well, it'll, it's better than what I had because five years, 10 years later, you're going to say, man, I need to, I need to upsize that main. And then you just kind of wasted money at that point in time. And main of course means the main line that's taking where the laterals run water into it and it takes the bulk of the water. So that's what we're talking about. If it's under capacity, then the system doesn't work at capacity. Yep. That's the biggest one I see because then, uh, you know, you might not get that yield benefit that we all talk about because you're just not getting rid of that water fast enough. Understood. Darla, is there another mistake that you see or problem that we can help people overcome? Um, I would say that the biggest one I see is thinking that commodity prices should dictate whether or not you should tile. Um, And I say this because I sent out a survey um, to growers across our main Midwestern states to kind of see how do they, what do you think drainage is or, you know, water management is, is it an input? Is it part of your infrastructure? Um, how do you reference it? And um, 80% of them said that they would tile regardless of the price of commodities. And then those that did actually come back with a uh, price for the commodities, like how low do beans have to get? How long, low does corn have to get for you to stop tiling? Um, we're talking $3 corn and seven and 15 cent beans. So essentially I'm going to do it regardless. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that was one of the biggest things that I've watched the market assume. Yes, because you do see people, you do see more drainage when commodity prices are higher. But those that really understand the water management on the farm know that they should be doing it anyway. Lee, speaking of um, money and, and Martin land management, you told us before we hit the record button when the epiphany happened. Take us through that because you installed 1,100 acres of tile in your farming operation in 2021, and you're going to install another 800 acres in 2022. This epiphany must have spoken to you pretty powerfully. Uh, years ago, I was invited to a special meeting over at Baltic, South Dakota, to walk some fields with the Hefty brothers. And it was a very unique opportunity, and I didn't want to pass it up. And I remember that morning driving over, it was a huge thunderstorm 
just a toad soaker as we call it out here in South Dakota. And as I'm coming up to Baltic, there's water running out of fields, water up against the roads. And I get to where we're supposed to meet and it's very similar topography to us. And where's the water at? The fields look fine. Uh, I was like, man, how are we even gonna get out in this field and look at the crops? You know, the corn is about head high. It's like, this is just gonna be a mess. I didn't bring my mud boots. What was right. I thinking? Right. Get there to the edge of the field and, and we all meet, go out in the field. And they did what we did this year in those fields, that topography, they didn't have to do grid tile or lift stations. They ran the topography of the draws and we're out there after over five inches of rain and your feet are just damp and there's no erosion in the field. The crop looks great. The water went in the ground. It went where it needed. It went to the crop. It didn't go down to the creek, to the river 20 miles away. It was there for that corn crop. And it's like, we've got to do this. Yeah. Well, and it didn't take the soil with it. I mean, not only, you know, if, if you're, if you got good tile, the idea is your water is going through the soil profile versus going across the soil and taking an inch of your soil with it. Right. Exactly. There, they were not losing top soil. They were not losing nutrients. They were not, uh, the crop benefited from that huge rain and within a mile or two of it, there was fields like, Oh my gosh, look at this erosion water just still rolling out of the field money's being lost that's money going out your field not just water that's money right. and fields, and it's it went in the ground yeah so the epiphany was that was after a major rain event that you saw it working and that's the thing you know we always talk about field days well you know i've never and i've worked in the ag for all you know been around my whole life i go to these field days never once has any of these seed companies said I want you to look at this plot right here. It sucks. You know what? We got four bushel soybeans off of this this uh, this particular variety. So make sure you plant it. They always show you everything pretty, right? It's like a model home. That's what field days a lot of times are. It's model homes when you're trying to sell real estate. You went to a field day and you're not even talking about what yields you saw and what the soybean uh, variety was. You're talking about what you saw the weather do and what the result was. And it sold you on putting in 1,900 acres worth of uh drainage in two years yeah it's it's all about real life situations and that was a classic example and that was an epiphany moment the first phone call i made when i got back to my pickup was to my brother and it's like we we've got to do this you you should have been there it was huge it was it's like we we need to dedicate time and yeah. and cash this project i'm seeing michael nodding right now and if you were watching you see him also you're in agreement on this you got a takeaway on that michael no i mean it it is it's it's easy it's easy as looking at fields that are tiled versus not tiled see, and, seeing is believing and then all you gotta do is come to come to our part of the world where we get the totes by the way we're and this is kind of a tragic thing about them toad soakers there's so few people in Gregory, South Dakota, they actually name their toads because they're, you know, they don't have anybody else, they're no friends, they don't have anybody else to talk to. It's you know. a hobby. <laughs> Chad, Chad, you got a takeaway that's maybe not as powerful as a, his epiphany because uh, you're a pretty astute dude. You observe a lot. You've got funny stuff to say. Besides the fact that you never got a tattoo because your old man was going to grind it off your arm, is there anything else that you've learned um, 
with, and, you know, and also your dad, a good example. He'd been around there for 50 some years as a farmer. He's in his seventies. I think when I met him, he never put in tile drainage. What's his thoughts? Well, you know, you know, he's put, he's put in a little bit of tile, but we, when we tiled here, you know, we would tile this wet hole, you know, with one spot or, or have a terrace that had a, a, a outlet in it and, and take it across the field, you know, but far as a pattern tile situation, it just wasn't much going on. You know, 50 miles north of me, they do some of that. As you get a further north, they also do. And then way south, they've done some. Um, some stuff we're working on now with some guys way south. But, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's real – it's very intriguing when you lay that first piece of pipe, you know, and the water just starts coming and you're like, well, it's not that wet out there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when the, the thing that's coming to me that I can't wait to get is when we get everything that's – that's working like it's supposed to be working and, and start drawing the data in. Cause right now our lift stations are turned off and we're fixing to turn them on a month prior to when we want to get in the field. So that's any day. Now we're going to turn these on and we want to know the water. My goal by the end of this year, when we do this talk again, I want to be able to tell you how many gallons of water I pulled off. I want to tell you nutrient levels. I want to know what we're removing and what we're not. I mean, there's endless data to be, pulled from this and if i can control the water that comes on the top with irrigator and control the water that's leaving and to be able to 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 move that water around that's true water management and the way this lift station set up with this variable drive um we'll be able to move the water inches at a time you know in the soil profile if i need it two or three inches higher we just pick the water up you know don't let it pump so much so it's going to be really interesting to see how this works I, I like what you just said there that eventually you're going to get to where you're pushing that water. You're, you're going to be able to have water at three inch level, four inch level. You're going to be able yep. to, to not just, it's not just getting rid of a wet hole anymore. It's controlling the moisture and the, the levels within your soil profile. That's really the cool that's, takeaway. That's exactly right. That's, that's what our goal is. And, and, you know, I don't, we've, we've already made this lift station work. We've already done a lot of trials with it and, run through the winter we run it from july all the way to the fall through the crop and the way it the way it aerated the ground and and the things we see coming like i just i just it's it's going to be it's it's to me to for me if i started quoting numbers right now on the amount of water that's leaving that thing y'all would be like there's no way so until i have that hard proof and i can put it in front of you and say this is how much water we pulled off so then you're going to be scared to walk across field big takeaway chad have you seen enough just since july that you're ready to do another project in 2022? So, so, yes, we will definitely look for projects. We we already have another one. When when we've done designs, as Michael was talking about, the designs on the, the trial field, we call it, I mean, that encompassed over 500 acres. Yeah. Because we're going to keep moving forward with that project, you know. Yeah. Um, so, it, do you see be it being – it's just like we talked about, this is a, you're going to do it again and you're going to add to it and you're going to go to the next farm over and you're going to take and extrapolate the data and the lessons from this, this one and do it to the next one. So you see yourself as an every year installer. Yep. Or at least we'll get enough acreage up to get the, get the man down here. If we don't establish a uh, system of waiting, doing it in the South and y'all call me, we may be in on that. Me and Michael <laughs> may put y'all in on something, but All right. anyway, <laughs> And we, all right, so we've heard from the epiphany from uh, Mr. Lee, and we just heard about uh, the, the big takeaway that uh, Chad's observed about being able to control moisture within, even within a couple inches of the soil profile, which is valuable. Kevin, 
please don't disappoint me. Brilliant <laughs> stuff coming from Lee about his epiphany at the field day at Hefties. Brilliant stuff from Chad. Give me something brilliant, Kevin. What you, you're the old hand here. You've been doing this for more than all these other guys put together. Well, I just can't believe it took all them so long to catch on to something that works so good. That's that's, 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 that's <laughs> drop the mic and walk off. Michael, <laughs> Michael and Darla, no. what one thing did we not cover that we should have? Because we've got great examples here from Kevin and Lee and Chad. Is there anything that we did not cover from a uh, first off, all joking aside? You have pipe, right? All the supply chain yes, stuff. Yes, yes, you've yes. got you've got plenty. If somebody wants to do a drainage project tomorrow, you got the product right. to sell them, right? Yes, we of do. Course. Yes, we do. And uh, what I'll what I'll say, I want to touch on what Chad had just said about um, you know, whenever he said knowing where he has his water and his soil profile in the Midwest, we call that a water table. Um, you go to the south, and you know, we have the project with Matt as well. They've never heard the term water table because they've never been given the opportunity to manage their water. Oh. And so <laughs> when I say, do they, what? Uh, they, they haven't been, they rarely get out of the South. <laughs> so for, from that perspective, you know, um, I grew up in the South. I, so I'm very familiar with Southern crops. I'm familiar with Southern ground. And so Sharky Clay in the Delta, in the Mississippi Delta was something that um, when I worked in the rice industry, I was, I was in all the time. And so one of the first things I wanted to figure out is, you know, we can flood rice. Can we, I drain the child can take water off of it. Will it put it back on? And then I just think about how to use less water for flooding rice, but still getting the impact, impact that you need from a weed control perspective, um, for that plant to grow. And so what we did was we started some, some trials with a couple of universities. And right now we've got a trial with Mississippi state and we have proven this year that you can drain Sharky clay. And so um, just two days ago, Matt actually posted on social media that he was speechless because he's working in Sharky playground right now and his, his sands are still wet. Mm -hmm. And that's all because the only difference is that he added, we added that, that tile in the ground. So my biggest takeaway would be that just because you're not in the Midwest or you think it doesn't work in your area or won't fit your area, that's not necessarily the case because that's exactly what we're doing right now is expanding this market. And if you're not familiar with ADS, um, we are by far the largest in the industry. Um, we have over 60 plants and locations around the country. So pipe availability to, to uh, Damien's point is never going to be an issue for us. Whereas you know, there, there are other manufacturers nowadays, but they're a lot more regionalized in the upper Midwest. Um, and and the, uh, the other piece of that is when Chad mentioned the McCain brothers. So right now, because in the South and in the Carolinas, tiling is not as, as prevalent. Um, you, we have what we call traveling contractors. These contractors that are in the Midwest, that in their off season, they're traveling down. There are some, a, hand, a handful, I'm using that term loosely, um, in the southern markets, but because there's not nearly as many there as you would see in the Midwest, you have your traveling contractors that will go down. You're going to see more farmer plows down there. So, you know, farmers buying the pull behind plows to put behind their tractors because they're going to want to do more, more work. Michael, any last thing and then, or Kevin, let's go with Michael and then we'll hear from Kevin or Kevin first then Michael. I don't know. Let's go ahead and hear from uh, Kevin. Kevin, you raised your hand, my friend. Yeah, one, one of the myths that I've heard for many years, Damien, is I don't want to dry my land out too much. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've heard this so much, and that's why they want to target just that wettest area. They don't want to try to do a good pattern job. But they've got to understand the, the way the soil, the anatomy, the way it works. It is going to hold all the water it can hold. And what it can't hold is either got to go up or go down. It's going to go somewhere. But once it gets that saturation point out of the soils and it becomes, goes from an anaerobic to an aerobic type soil, at that time, those pipes will not run water no more. They, they're not going to just dry the soil completely out. They're just removing the excess. And there's a big, big misconception there uh, on that point. Yeah, you yeah sure? I think you stole Michael's thunder because I have a feeling Michael was about to give his sponge analogy. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes. He, right. he, so he now, took the words right out of my mouth. You know what? He, you know what? I challenged him to outdo Lee and Chad. So he walks in and he comedically insults them and then drops the mic. And then this is the problem. We, we thought he was uh, humorous. So he comes back and thinks, I can do that again. Yeah. And he comes out and steals your thunder. He's, He's going to tear this right Kevin I know. Like right back up. That's funny. What do you got? But no, uh, he he hit it. He hit the nail on the head there. Um, so my closing arguments or my closing statement would be, if you if you still don't think it's going to work on your ground, get a hold of us. I mean, we've got. Uh, that's my whole job is to kind of educate and essentially prove people wrong. So uh, that's why he's taking this call from a truck. <laughs> yeah. So that's where uh, get a hold of us. We've got area reps, territory managers all over the place. So. Um, we'd love to continue conversations with everybody that's yeah. listening. I, and I actually, all joking aside about old Mr. I can't leave the mic dropped. I got to pick it up again. Kevin, he, he made a very good point because there would be people that think that like, Hey, wait a minute. What about in a dry year? Now, now I just went and screwed myself. Well, the reality is your subsoil on my farm at three feet is going to be completely saturated, whether there's a tile there or not uh at, at come come april may right because the kind of winters we have it's not as though it's making it dry as the sahara in april it's it's just getting rid of as he said and it changes then the entire uh ability for that soil to interact so uh i'm not gonna let him have the mic a third time darla he'll start saying something quippy and witty and all of a sudden and and then you know he'll he'll he'll, try and, he'll start thinking he's like why far am i just going to showbiz anyway his name's kevin matthews he's from north carolina he's one of the founders of extreme ag he's joined by his partner chad henderson who's from henderson farms at madison alabama and lee luber's an extreme ag guy from Gregory, South Dakota. She's Darla Huff. She's got a high up title. I don't even know what it is. Like basically in charge of everything at Advanced Range Systems. His name is Michael Meyer Hofer, Market Development Specialist. If you want more on all the fantastic topics we're covering, you know, we've got like 50 plus episodes of Cutting the Curve. Go to extremeag.farm, look back, product trials, farming practices, business the personal side of it that we're even doing, we're recording information that you can use for all that to shorten your learning curve. Uh, and please, if there's anything more we can do for you, reach out to us through the website and we'll get you the answers uh, and help you improve your bottom line. So we talked all about drainage. Darla, Michael, thank you for being a sponsor of this fantastic Cutting the Curve podcast. Absolutely. Guys, thanks for being here. Kevin, I'm going to call you when we get done recording this and just see if maybe you got some more creativity. You can start writing material for me. <laughs> nah, I'm too old for it. 
Thanks for being here. I got to go put this piece of clay tile back on my roof right now and start in case we get some rain out here in the desert. So anyway, thanks for being here. Until next time, it's Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out ExtremeAg.farm where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions.